verse 1, Psalm 34, reading from the English Standard Version, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I've told this story a bunch of times. Um, so if you're hearing it again from me and you're sick of it, I'm sorry. But I remember uh, as a child reading through that classic Christian book, Through Gates of Splendor, uh, written by Elizabeth Elliot about her husband Jim and the other missionaries who uh, went to minister to the Aka Indians. And the story is told that when Jim proposed to Elizabeth Elliot, um, they, uh, they, uh, he gave her a ring that on the inside of it, it was inscribed with Psalm 34 and verse 3. And that was sort of their life verse together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Let's ask God's blessings on this study. Heavenly Father, we love You. We thank You for Your Word. Help us today to rightly divide. Help us today to see the application in Your Word and to apply it to our individual lives and to our church. Lord, what we know not, teach us. What we have not, give us. And what we are not, make us. In Christ's name, Amen. I'm going to start this morning by being just a little bit controversial. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm probably going to tick some of y'all off, but you can get over it. (laughs) Especially this one sitting right here. Because I heard her make an audacious claim right before church started. Right before worship started. Now, she doesn't know what I'm preaching today. And she didn't know how I was going to open this sermon, but she said that it's Christmas right now. And then uh, the week of Thanksgiving, you pause and it's Thanksgiving and then it goes back to Christmas. And I'm just here to tell y'all this morning that Santa Claus is mad at some of y'all. He's mad at some of y'all. He's angry because Santa Claus loves Thanksgiving. He loves turkey. He loves that time of year. And uh, I've, been, I've been watching... Look, last night I was watching something on TV. I don't even remember what it was. And, and it was one after the other. A Christmas commercial. A Christmas commercial. A Christ- Have you seen the one with John Travolta? And he's Santa Claus and he's doing the Stay Alive dance. That is a funny commercial. But here's my problem. I've been going to stores. They've already got it all up. The music's already playing. All the movies are on. T- it ain't Christmas. <laughs> Slow down for a minute, okay? Now, if you want to put up your tree in your home, go right ahead. I'm not, I'm not trying to rain on your parade. If you want to start listening to Bing Crosby, go right ahead. It doesn't bother me. But let me enjoy Thanksgiving first. Let me enjoy my favorite time of the year. The trees are changing colors. The weather's getting cooler. Uh, we celebrate all our birthdays at the end of October and uh, some in our family, even in November, one, one in November. Yeah, one in November. I'm mad at you. It, it ain't Christmas yet. I love you, baby girl. Uh, when I was younger, I would get excited because the hunting season's just getting off good. And um, it's just my favorite time of the year. But I think mostly because I know that when that calendar rolls over to November, that I'm just a few days away from gathering together with some family enjoying some good food, 
giving thanks to God for the things that He's done in our lives throughout the year. When I was the pastor at Harvest, uh, I used to keep a blog and I would post there a couple times a month. And I remember writing this years ago. I want to share it with you. I was talking about counting our blessings, that old hymn that we know and love so well. And I wrote these words, I'd be willing to bet that if you took out a pen and paper and sat down in your favorite chair and just began to meditate for a few moments, you could come up with a pretty significant list of thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful for. But as Christians, we are called to do more than that. We are called to be people of continual praise. Look back at your text. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Four things I see in this text that I want to very quickly go through. And this isn't a long sermon today because as I said, we have... Uh, Many other items to uh, get into our worship hour today. But I just want to quickly share with you these four things that I believe David is trying to convey to the people of God. And the first is that the people of God should praise God constantly. Notice that the psalmist doesn't say, I will bless the Lord during good times. He doesn't say, I will bless the Lord when life is easy, when my workload is light when things are going well, when my bank account is full. In James 2 and 17, or 1 and 17, excuse me, it's written, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Now we find it easy to thank God for the good times. We find it easy to thank Him for the good seasons of life, but do you know and understand this morning that He is good even in your difficulty? He is good even in your suffering and your pain. He is there with you. He has promised that He will go with you and walk with you and abide with you, but we find it so hard to praise God in the bad times. In a sermon from... Emmanuel Presbyterian Church in Los Angeles. Gary Wilburn said the following many years ago. He shared this story in 1636 amid the darkness of the Thirty Years' War. A German pastor, Martin Rinkart, is said to have buried 5,000 of his parishioners in one year. An average of 15 a day. His parish was ravaged by war, death, and economic disaster. In the heart of that darkness, when the cries of fear outside his window, he sat down and wrote this table grace for his children. He wrote these words, Now thank we all our God, with hearts and hands and voices, who wondrous things had done, in whom His world rejoices who from our mother's arms hath led us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Here is a man who in the midst of great suffering and tragedy during that 30 years war knew that thanksgiving 
comes from the love of God and not from outward circumstances. If you are trusting in your circumstances, if you are focused on what is going on around you, you're going to have a hard time being people who praise God constantly. But if you focus on the Father heart of God and on His great love for His covenant people, even during seasons of suffering and grief and pain, disaster, turmoil, you will be able to say with the psalmist, I will bless the Lord at all times. Secondly, he says that the people of God should praise God openly. Notice that verse 1 again. He says, His praise shall continually be where? In my mouth. The idea there is speaking it out loud. Being people who are unashamed in our praise and thanksgiving. And that should be a character trait of the people of God. I years ago came across this study. I keep it in a file folder so that I can refer back to it all the time. A group of researchers from the Department of Psychology at the University of Arizona, they conducted a study in 2007, and I want to share with you quickly a summation of their finding. Here's the title of the study. You ready for this? Are women really more talkative than men? All right, here we go. Their findings deduce that women are generally assumed to be more talkative than men. Data was analyzed from 396 participants who wore a voice recorder that sampled ambient sounds for several days. Participants' daily word use was extrapolated from the number of recorded words. Women and men both spoke about an average of 16,000 words per day. So the next time your husband accuses you of being wordy, just remind him that scientists say that's not true. We all talk about the same amount, okay? Now, here's my point. If it is true that on average every day we humans speak approximately 16,000 words, and I would argue that for us pastors it's probably a little bit more, but if that is true, how many of those words are thanksgiving to God? How many of those words are words of praise? Is His praise continually in your mouth? Remember that scenario that I described from my blog post. Sitting down in your favorite comfy chair with a pen and a piece of paper and writing it down. Maybe that would be a good exercise for you this week as you begin to think about the Thanksgiving holiday that's ahead of us and gathering together with your family and your friends, you say, Pastor, life is hard right now. I know, but God is still good. And you still have something to give Him thanks for, to bless His name for, His grace and His mercy in your life. The gift of life itself, the very breath that is in your body comes from God above. The food on your table, and good Lord, it's going to be good in just a couple weeks, ain't it? The cranberry sauce, not that canned mess. Now, I'll argue with you on that. I want the homemade to go with the turkey. I want the mac and cheese, the green bean casserole. Oh, goodness. And then don't come with a newfangled green bean casserole. Don't do that. It needs to be the old school kind like my mama makes. 
that's going to be, that's going to be worth giving God thanksgiving for, right? Family and friends and God's great gift of salvation, the roof over your head. There are reasons, people, to praise God, to give glory to His name. And so what I want to encourage you today is to be like the psalmist who says, I will praise God continually. Words of praise will be coming from my mouth constantly and openly. I will be unashamed in my thanksgiving. Here's the third point. David says that the people of God should praise God heartily. Verse 2, read it with me. He says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. That's an important word to to cast your eyes on. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. He goes on to say, let the humble hear and be glad. What does that word heartily mean? In the dictionary, it's defined as in a cordial manner, with warmth and sincerity, thoroughly, completely, with zest or enthusiasm, with great appetite and enjoyment. But here's the problem, and I believe the text speaks directly to this. Our pride gets in the way. Notice the psalmist said, My soul will make its boast in the Lord. I'm not going to boast about my own accomplishments, what I have done. And if anyone in the Scriptures could have boasted, it was probably King David. But he said, my soul will make its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. In Romans 1, verse 28, we find these words, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They're gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty. And then there's that word, boastful, prideful. He goes on to say, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. In the middle of all of those sins that are mentioned, pride, boasting, front and center. We tend to boast in ourselves what we've done, what we've accomplished. In his book, Folk Psalms of Faith, Ray Steadman tells of an experience of H.A. Ironside. He was in a crowded restaurant and he was about to begin his meal. And a man approached Mr. Ironside and asked if he could join him at his table because there were no other seats available. And so Ironside invited him to have a seat. And as was his custom, he bowed his head and he engaged in a few moments of silent prayer. He didn't expect his visitor, his friend that he had just made to join in. He just quietly prayed to himself. And when he opened his eyes and looked up at the man, he said, do you have a headache? And Ironside replied, no, I don't. And the man said again, well, is there something wrong with your food? And he said, no, there's nothing wrong with my food. I was simply thanking God, as I always do, before I eat. And that man replied to him, oh, you're one of those, are you? He went on to say, well, I want you to know I never give thanks. I earn my money by the sweat of my brow, and I don't have to give thanks to anybody. 
And I hope this story is true. I really do, because I've always loved H.A. Ironside. He replied, yes, you're just like my dog. That's what he does. I bet that shut him up. What's the remedy for our pride? We should boast only in our God. And that's what the psalmist is communicating. I will make my boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear Him and be glad. Jeremiah 9 and 24, But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. 2 Corinthians 10 and 17, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And that is exactly what the psalmist is telling you and I today. That we should praise God constantly, openly, heartily. But finally, that we should praise God corporately. Corporately. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. Brothers and sisters, we are a corporation. Now that word has lost some meaning throughout the years. Now when you hear that word corporation, you tend to think of big banks on Wall Street. You think of uh, big companies like Microsoft or, or Tesla or, or Facebook. That's a corporation. And for a lot of people that has a very negative connotation. But a corporation is simply a, a body of people who are united, who are combined in effort. They are a collective. I already mentioned this morning during our prayer time the, the mission statement for the NC Baptist convention, uh, convention that we are a convention of churches on mission together. And that's true of the NC Baptist Convention. We participate in local and, and, and national and international missions by the monies that we give to the convention. Are we a corporation here? Are you a part of that corporation? Acts 2 and 42 tells us that the early church devoted themselves. They devoted themselves... It wasn't this, well, I'll, I'll go to church when I'm able. Or I'll go to church if there's no better options on a Sunday. Or, hey, if I go once or twice a month, I've done my duty, I'm good. No, they devoted themselves week in and week out to what? To the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. What does that sound like? A worship service. Hebrews 10 and 25 warns us not to neglect meeting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing nearer. What day? The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord that we don't know the day or the hour, but I believe it is, it is as close as anything we could imagine. And we are told that in that day, as it draws near, we are going to need one another. In this corporation, in this, this body, this family, this supernatural race that God has created. In the life of a true follower, one who is committed to his God, will be marked by a desire for that very thing. One of the main things that will entail is a desire to be in the house of God with the people of God. Solomon told us in 
Proverbs 27, verse 17, the iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Are you sharp? Is your blade sharp? Are you being encouraged to walk out your faith by your brothers and sisters in Christ? If you're around people of praise, you will become a person of praise. Many years ago, when George Washington was the president of this brand new country in 1779, he issued the very first national thanksgiving proclamation. He wrote these words, Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits and humbly to implore His protection and favor. Whereas both the houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now therefore, I do recommend next to be devoted by the people of the states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto Him our sincere and humble thanks for His kind care and protection of the people of this country. Amen. What a refreshing word to hear from a leader in Washington, D.C. Would that God give us leaders today who would speak those same kinds of words and give honor and glory to God. But you know what? Our praise isn't contingent on Washington. Our praise isn't contingent upon who's in office. Our praise isn't contingent on whether or not the president issues a proclamation and honors the Lord with his words. Notice our text again. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt His name together. Saints, may we praise God constantly, openly, heartily, and corporately. I want to close with some words from William Shakespeare. He wrote this line, O Lord that lends me life, lend me a heart replete with thankfulness. May that be our desire today and the goal of our lives because the very breath in our lungs is from God. The life that you live is a gift from God and our lives should be replete with thankfulness. Hello again. And our... Benediction today comes from 1 Timothy 4, 4 and 5. It says, For everything is created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. Let's go to prayer. 
God, I just want to thank you again for just everybody being able to gather here today on this beautiful fall day. And just pray that we take the words that are in Psalm 34 and just praise you continually as a church. Praise you openly. Praise you just heartily and just passionately give our lives to you, God. I just pray for the good start of the week. Thank you for the opportunities that we get to spread the gospel. And you know, just in this time of the Thanksgiving holiday and ultimately Christmas, you know, just pray that we turn our eyes to you and give you thanks for the all the things that are in our lives and ultimately the, the price that was paid and for you sending down your son, God. And just pray that you'd help us all remember that during this Christmas and holiday season. And uh, just pray for a good rest of the day and a good stretch of the week. Amen. If you would like more information about Pineview Baptist Church, we invite you to follow us on social media. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Pineview Baptist Goldsboro. There you will find information about our service times, upcoming events, directions to our church, and videos of our Sunday services.